You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Over the last few days, we have witnessed horrific images coming in from Afghanistan as the people there have gone into hiding as the Taliban came back to power over there 20 years after the us came into afghanistan now what does this all mean for india to talk about that i have joining me former ambassador till 2016 to afghanistan amar sena thanks very much for speaking with us sir so i want to start by asking you that this you. morning we've seen images coming in of the ambassador of now the ambassador of india to afghanistan evacuating in a c17 with a lot of the indian officials there now what do you make of all this evacuation process that the in that india has been involved in well first uh, we have seen this evacuation started with the consulates uh, so first thing we have to remember that the security of our personnel and india is a there in a non combat role i think is of primary importance so it's a call that the government has to take uh, when they feel sort of reassured enough that our embassies could continue so it is unfortunate but it is true that they have been withdrawn uh, today uh, i also woke up to that uh, sad news uh, but that is a new reality which is taking over in uh, in kabul and that we have to i guess adjust to it and the implications for india will be you know as a complete you will have to reset your policies you have to look at different options you have to see uh, how the new government shapes up whether it is inclusive what are its policies whether it's independent uh, i think these will be the tests uh, which would determine further actions of the government of india you know you say that it's unfortunate mr sina can you just explain that for our viewers because I remember we were just chatting before we started recording the interview and when you first went in there you were there inauguration of the new parliament so for the last 20 years india has been a major part of the building rebuilding process that afghanistan has gone through does that all get negated sir well let me start by saying you know when you go into a forest in us there there are these boards which are used by environmentalists which says leave it as you found it so today what is happening is really uh, we are seeing that taliban is uh, the, well it is in kabul but afghanistan is on the brink of being pulled back to what it was in 2001 uh, and that is what is unfortunate because we uh, invested in the future of afghanistan really uh, in the youth in institution building in democratic institutions uh in the new leadership a new rung of leadership uh and i see that uh, they will have a very bleak future right now because uh, we don't know uh, what how the taliban government will shape up but at least on social and religious matters and on several matters they'll be deeply conservative they will be implementing sharia law they want to have an emirates uh how they eventually treat their people will be really be a test of their uh, new governance if it has evolved at all from 1926 to 2005 and that's why i say sad because uh, as we had always believed that afghanistan's future does not lie in its past and 
And Afghanistan is a nation where many people have assumed that Taliban seems to be the template for Afghan nation. It was not. In fact, Taliban regime, if you look at Afghan history, was an aberration of five years, and it is not. It has not defined Afghanistan throughout history. And you know the fact that we've seen the top officials now all been evacuated, and yet we see so many. I mean, Hindustan Times has spoken to individuals over there who are desperate. There was one person I spoke with who said that. he couldn't get on the last flight because there was a necessity by indian authorities of having a covid negative certificate and he couldn't get a print out so fact that top officials have come out as many of our aid workers as many of the you know there are there are people hiding in gurudwaras over there does that send a signal that you know we are not taking care of our citizens over there uh no of course you know right now there are two aspects to it so one is of course the civilian aircraft operation that had stopped uh, uh, i think the embassy personnel have been evacuated on a military aircraft and that is a totally separate process we are hoping that the airspace will open up in two days because there was absolute chaos at the airport there were people on the runway in fact yesterday you must have seen that uh, while a globe master us globe master was landing there were so many people that americans had to use two helicopters flying just 10 feet above the ground to drive people away away from runway so and atc is non functional so till this situation is put back civilian operation will become difficult and and no aircraft is coming or going so obviously people are stuck uh, what is also happening is this tremendous panic and this is something that the taliban leadership which is coming in will have to reassure people that there no there'll be no revenge killing there'll be no destruction of the city as we had seen in the civil war or in 1996 uh, that would reassure people otherwise uh, there are more people dying actually have died at the kabul airport than in gunshots uh, since taliban has come there are 10 yes. deaths reported already so you know this panic is perhaps even more uh, uh, debilitating uh, and and causing absolute chaos in uh, kabul right now having said that of course government has also said that it will uh, take care of its friends they have already started an e visa system and some of these technical things that you said covid certificate etc those i am sure the government will iron out those difficulties very quickly so if we come back more to the policy of it and where india yeah. stands right now mr sinha then we've seen yesterday we've seen china speaking up we've recognized the taliban government we've seen russia speaking up the fact is that many have criticized india for its silence we don't know what india is going to do will india recognize the taliban government and then what is the repercussion of that see i think india i don't think india will be in a rush to take any decision of that sort immediately and obviously the withdrawal points to that if there was a transition government as it was being talked about yesterday then that would have given you more time uh, obviously now the determination must have been that there will be no transition government because uh, transition to what taliban has already taken over the palace the uh, the all the provinces etc so i guess they would like to have their regime uh then whether you recognize or you have diplomatic relations those are subject to negotiations uh and mutual uh, contact so i'm sure government would be engaged in trying to suss out what exactly taliban wants because you know uh it's a, it's a two way street 
Uh, and I said that ultimately it will depend on how inclusive it is. You see, we don't have to necessarily do what China is doing or what Russia is doing. They have been engaging with Taliban for, for a long time. They have received certain assurances which were basically related to security. They were not focused on the people of Afghanistan, what happens to them. 20 years, your policy has been supporting the democracy and completely people-centric policies. So you cannot just jettison it overnight and, and say that we don't care what happens to the people. So th those are uh, careful considerations that will have to go into the future uh, decision. But at a state, so when we see, and many of them are our allies, uh, Russia, a major ally of uh, India, when we see all of them immediately making their position very clear, then, for example, we've seen Nirupama, uh, uh, former foreign secretary, talk about the fact that India's silence is harming uh, India's interests right now. So can we afford really to buy that much time that you're talking about? No, uh, that I, I would agree. Now, this is not a situation that we should be silent. We should have been shaping the narrative. Uh, and that has been my consistent view. Now, that perception seems to have spread that we were silent. Uh, I don't know, some diplomacy is done in the background to which we are not aware, really. Uh, but uh, as far as allies are concerned, you see, not every interest coincides. I think Foreign Minister only yesterday, day before, said that on Afghanistan, we have differences uh, even with the U.S. So there could be areas where we differ with our allies and with our partners because we look at it differently. Uh, so that is, I think, part of the diplomatic process, you know, where you try to see, but but you are right that, you know, the ground reality has changed. We will have to take that into account in taking a call uh, because not engaging with somebody that you may completely disagree with is also not uh, a part of diplomacy. So we could be, sir, the fact that Afghan China immediately come out, both our neighbors, China, Pakistan has immediately come out uh, defending the Taliban government and engaging with them. Does that put us in a bit of a spot over here? Because strategically, it means that we are boxed in, uh, in the neighborhood. Uh, well, let's put it this way. Uh, you'll have to then understand the background to it, you know, um, how Taliban is. And that's why I, I highlighted the point whether the future government is an independent government. Uh, or as an Afghan government. Uh, you see, China, Pakistan uh, has supported Taliban. Uh, many people call it, it is a proxy of uh, Pakistan. And it is very easy for Taliban to give a security assurance to China. Uh, that is because there is absolutely no contradiction between China wants and what Pakistan's policy objectives are. So for that, it is at no cost the Taliban can extend that assurance. Can they do that the same to us? where it would substantially differ from Pakistani attitude. So now that is the type of independence we would expect any Afghan government to have. Uh, and I think that is why I said that it will depend on their level of independence, their level of uh, trying to be sort of uh, remove the yokes of the past, because it's a reality that they reached here because of Pakistan's support. Here on forward, uh, do they still remain completely dependent or do they want to chart an independent path is up to them. Now I want to want you to explain to us a little bit more about what you understand of the Taliban government right now uh, from your years in Afghanistan. Now, the Taliban 
government, especially when they were going through negotiations uh, in Doha, have been emphasizing the fact that they're not the ones that were there between 1996 and 2001. They're not going to be stoning women, which is actually the image that all of us understand of the Taliban, which is what has got so many, the world community, very, very uh, concerned about what's happening there right now, even though we are hearing stories of how women in Herat have already been told that they don't need to come to school. So I want to ask you, do you believe the Taliban or do you see, it's better to put it this way, do you see signs of a different kind of Taliban that is in power in Afghanistan right now? Yes, of course, every organization changes. Uh, 20 years is a long time. Some change for better, some change for the worse. Uh, at one level, I would think that Taliban would have also changed for the worse in terms of its perception. See, in 1996, they were seen as a pious force, as a force for unity, for bringing order to Afghanistan. Today, uh, I think the motivations are very different. Uh, it is clearly a power grab. They want to come to power, assume monopoly and power, uh, and they have chosen the path of violence and, and shunned negotiations because what happened, that engagement in Doha that happened, you really can't call it a peace process. It took four months just to uh, decide on the rules of engagement. Uh, and then, of course, there was a huge waiting because administration changed in the U.S. I would like to believe that what the Doha leadership is saying uh, in terms of how it will treat its own people, how it wants to engage with the government. Uh, but uh, it would perhaps uh, they will have to bring all elements uh, or all segments of Taliban together. And what you mentioned about Herat, uh, you see, such stories, unfortunately, will stop coming out because, you know, a lot of media outlets in the provinces are shutting down already. They have uh, withdrawn people. So you will have less access to information. So you will not really know what is happening. Uh, yes, they might not stone, but the fact is that they will be very, very harsh on women and women's rights uh, would suffer. That I have absolutely no doubt on. It is, And that's an unfortunate reality of how they interpret their own religion and Sharia, because they justify it in religious terms. This is what the uh, uh, Quran says. So let us see how uh, it all pans out, uh, but it will not be easy. And one more thing we have to remember, that I have noticed that there are provincial differences depending on the personal proclivities of the Taliban leadership in that area. So some places they have encouraged schools to continue, uh, even girls' schools to continue. Some places they are being more harsh. So those are differences that will have to be ironed out by the central authority. Final question to you. Uh, overnight, we heard from Joe Biden uh, talking about defending the fact that they evacuated uh, something that was being heavily criticized, that they just got their people out. And Joe Biden has said that we weren't in the process. Our role over there was not nation building. Uh, they were looking at their interests of eliminating the Al-Qaeda. How is India or how should India add new role of where U.S. stands uh, in geopolitics right now? Well, I think... Uh... It will be very difficult to the U.S. government to live down uh, the charge that this is a setback or, or a reduction of their presence, uh, no matter what gloss we want to give. Having said that, ultimately, it's a U.S. decision whether to stay or to withdraw. And I 
very largely agree with his statement that ultimately when would it have been sufficient or long enough one year five years 10 years from now but some of the justification i find it very difficult and obviously these are very uh, i i know his deep belief uh, that he wanted to end the war but the, the reality is that osama bin laden was neutralized in 2011 uh, we are in 2021 what was us doing for the last 10 years was it not nation building while i entirely concede that every nation can define its objectives but the fact is those objectives have changed and goalposts have shifted in 10 years several times you know right from global war and terror uh, to nation building then to uh, the change in the combat role itself that changed in 2014 to advise train and mission so that is i think uh, he's trying to just give it a justification i don't agree with but the fact is that there's a deep disappointment among afghans uh, and they are feeling a sense of let down abandonment etc uh, so that is something for the american policy makers to see that how do they offset this perception of their withdrawal from the region mr sir thank you so much uh, for giving us this perspective as we wait for india to firm up its stand on the change of leadership in afghanistan and in our neighborhood thanks very much thank you thank you and all the best this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast